Welcome to the Unlearning Patterns Podcast, a space to share the journey of growth with open conversations and vulnerability. I'm Charlotte. And I'm Tony. Welcome back to another episode of the Unlearning Patterns Podcast. Today we have a really special guest in, uh, with us, uh, it's Sandy. And uh, yeah, we're really excited to get this uh, episode kind of kicked off. It's it's a little bit different from what we usually, or from the guests that we usually have uh, um, on here. So really excited to kind of dive in um, into learning more about Sandy um, and um, see how that kind of mixes with what we usually talk about here on the podcast as well too. So Sandy is a multi-passionate Hmong American creative from the Twin Cities. She creates fashion, beauty, and lifestyle content on TikTok and Instagram, and she works as a clinical research coordinator. Um, Sandy is the founder and director of Mentor Me, which is a college essay mentoring program for low-income high school seniors of color in the Twin Cities. Sandy has always had a passion for the arts. She is classically trained in vocals, loves to play the piano and guitar, and a fashion and beauty enthusiast. Sandy is an era creator and has worked with brands such as Just Fab, Los Angeles Apparel, Good American, Armani Beauty, and many others. She is currently also exploring life after deciding against her path to medicine, and she hopes to inspire others to live out their dreams. So yeah, so welcome, welcome, Sandy. Welcome, Sandy. Thank you. Thanks for having me on your podcast. Um, this is my first time doing a podcast, so I'm really excited and a little nervous. <laughs> well, we'll just dive into the questions right away. Uh, first question is, uh, what made you interested in content creating, and how did you start that? Um, well, it pretty much started in when like TikTok boomed in 2020, like during the pandemic. Um, but like from a young age, I um, was always inspired by my sisters who were like fashionistas and they always did like their makeup and hair um, before they went out or like even my sister would curl her hair every day before she went to high school um, like before she went to class in high school I mean um, and so um, you know I was inspired by you know their fashion and their their like um, you know beauty routine um, and so like I started experimenting with my style when I was in uh, middle school using like my sister's hand-me-downs and like whatever I could find at the clearance racks at like Wet Seal and Debs, you know, those, those stores. I totally <laughs> forgot about the stores. We got Debs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, um, and, and then um, I guess with like, you know, my history, like with that, I also was like already used to posting on social media because like mm-hmm. when I was younger, Facebook was, um, you know, it was getting big, but I, I was on Asian Town in MySpace and then Facebook. Shout out Asian um, Town. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so like I was already used to like using social media as an outlet pretty much. So, um, you know, I was also like inspired by like Tumblr, you know, those Tumblr outfits, that Tumblr era um, with the Obey hats and shirts and um, in like just that kind of like boho uh, vibes. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of fashion so I guess I was continuously like inspired by fashion um through that and also to post on social media so um 
I started off like posting beauty content on Instagram and then um, you know I stopped during college um, because it was like it was college was pretty hard for me and like I couldn't keep up then TikTok came around and you know my friend my my bestie Paulina was telling me oh you know you should uh, check out TikTok and um, you know um, there's some really cool trends the videos are actually funny it's not just a platform for kids and um, you know I checked it out Um, at first I was really against TikTok because I was like you know this is a children's app and like um, it's just children dancing and it's a dancing app you're not it there's like probably nothing it can offer me mm-hmm. but as she like sent videos to me more and more like the, especially the educational ones or the fun like um the fun ones with like beauty and fashion so I decided to join the platform and um I just decided to post uh like a get like an outfit of the day video because it was trending at that time and um that one went went viral and I was I was so shocked um you know I I was shocked because you know people actually cared about like what I wore and they wanted to know where I got things and so um then I was inspired to like post even more and I just kept posting um, outfit of the days and expanded my content to also like beauty and some lifestyle and um, yeah I just kept posting ever since pretty much ever like ever since that video went viral on TikTok. Do you still have that video up on your page? Yeah yeah I do I still have that video up Um, it's like I didn't pin it but it's still like down there I still have the original video Mm -hmm. as well. Yeah. And then so that was the first video. Was that the first video you posted that went viral? Mm-hmm. Or was that just the f- first video that just went viral? Oh, no. I'm I'm not that kind of lucky person. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was the first video that went viral. Oh, I did okay. post, like, previously um, just, like, some short uh, skits mm-hmm. um, and also um, sharing some of, like, my favorite beauty products or trying out, like, the newest trending beauty products. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, the outfit video went viral, and I was, um, you know, I was inspired to uh, post more like outfit videos as well you're talking about like your videos going viral what do you think is something that like no one talks about or like mm-hmm. what is something that no one prepared can prepare for mm-hmm. when you're going viral for your videos like is it the comments from people or like mm-hmm. the o- overwhelming followings that you receive yeah um i think nobody prepares you for yeah the amount of comments that you receive and like you know people um demanding (laughs) answers from you but also no one also prepares you for like keeping up with um the kind of audience that you have when you go viral because it's it can be an overnight thing like where you know all of a sudden you just gain like five thousand followers or so or ten thousand followers and um you know, you want to keep up that momentum with like the type of videos that you're putting out. And, um, you know, sometimes you don't know what kind of videos you want to do next. Mm -hmm. Sometimes you're afraid, you know, of the next video you're putting out, you know, is it going to be as good? Is this, is the audience going to receive it? Well, is it going to be hated? You know, you never really know um, what to expect. Um, So how do you juggle studying work in your social life with content creating? Um, so ever since I stopped pursuing medical school, like it has become significantly easier. (laughs) Um, so I, I work as a clinical research coordinator part-time and I'm a content creator pretty much Mm full-time. Um, and so it's definitely hard to separate work from like my personal life because like, um, 
I'm always on the phone. You know, I have a phone addiction, um, and, but I'm, like, I'm always like searching up some trends or um, learning about my audience, you know, watching your guys' stories or posts, reading about you, and um, also looking at like the photos and videos that I create just because like, you know, after I take like a, like a really good outfit of the day photo, I want to scroll through what kind of um, pictures I got and stuff. And so, um, you know, it makes me happy to look at it working as a clinical research coordinator, I can just log off like at five o'clock when I say I'm going to log off. But um, yeah, it's definitely hard to separate like my life from um, like, aside from being a content creator. But um, yeah, as for my social life, uh, my two best friends are out of the state. Um, so social media has pretty much become like my social life where I do like talk to um, my friends there and, and, and stuff like that. Yeah. You said that you decided to not go to medical school. Mm-hmm. So what made you decide to make that decision? Yeah. Um, so or, and also mm-hmm. while you're thinking, mm-hmm. was it hard? to make that decision oh yeah um i guess we we can i can start answering the question with like was it hard it it was incredibly hard i was so tripped up about medical school because like i was preparing for it for like my entire life pretty much and um starting at a young age like my my dad he really like ingrained in me you know you should either be a lawyer you should be a doctor or like you should be like an engineer or something like that you know something um that um you know, society deems as, like, successful, um, and, like, you know, has a lot of honor with it, um, you know, I listened to my dad, and, um, really, like, geared my education towards, uh, medical school, you know, um, I, I went to Carleton College, you know, um, a, a really great school here in Minnesota. I guess later on, um, after I graduated from college, um, the pandemic hit, I had some time to think about like what I really wanted to do. And I, I, I took a good look at, you know, like, why do I want to go to medical school? Um, weighing, I weighed out the pros and cons of like, you know, is this going to be, is being a doctor going to be worth it at the end? Like, you know, with being a doctor, you come out of school with about $200,000 in debt. And then, and then you go to residency where you're pretty much worked your ass off. <laughs> um, they work you really hard. And then after that, I'm going to, you know, have to work for a really long time in order to pay off the debt in order to live um, a good life. Um, you know, um, so I thought about that. And pretty much I realized that the reason why I wanted to go to medical school was pretty much for my dad um, to make him proud. And also, I really wanted to serve my community in that way. Um, but I realized that, like, you know, there's other ways that I can serve my community. There's other ways that I can create a large impact on community and people aside from medicine. So that was when I, like, decided that, you know, I probably don't want to go to medical school right now. You know, I do think about it now. Like, um, you know, maybe if I'm interested, I can still do medical school um, in the future. You know, it's always going to be there for me. Um, and I've already completed like the prerequisites, which is quite extensive. I feel like the turning point for me um, when I realized that I probably didn't want to go to medical school right now was that when I started like my healing journey, you know, I started seeing a therapist and I also like met Vincent and like um, he, I've learned a lot from him, like how to deal with things in a healthy way and, um, you know, how to take, like, taking care of myself and my mental health and just, I'm um, learning to prioritize myself and because I feel like, um, 
you know, from the majority of my life, I've been put in a position where I've served others rather than prioritize myself. Yeah. So that's pretty much when I made that jump, made a decision on that. Yeah, because I, I, I would assume it would be hard because, you know, you know the medical route. I mean, yes, it's, like, it's, it's hard, but you know, like, that's, there's safety mm-hmm. with that. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. I know I'm going to go through this. I know, you know, once I pass these classes, do this thing, get my residency, like, at the end, like, it's, there's safety there. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, but then, you know, like, switching out that mm-hmm. and taking a risk on yourself mm-hmm. uh, and kind of better on yourself to, to you know, put out, push out these content, to do, to do these things. Like, there's not that consistency of, you know, potentially, like, I mean, I, I, I wouldn't know, but mm-hmm. from what I hear from other content creators, like, that consistency, like, of income and stuff like that is not really there. Like, some months, like some months you may make more, some months it's a lot less. And, and whatnot, and, like, a lot of people aren't willing to take that, that risk, mm-hmm. a.k.a. myself, you know? So, which is why, like, you know, like, like I really, I, like, admire, you know, you for taking that risk and taking that jump. Like, you know, like, I'm going to do this for myself and take it as far as, as, as we can. Yeah. And so, that's, that's, that's really awesome to hear, you know, to, to, to stop for that. And, yeah, because I, I almost went to the, the medical route, too, but for me, it was just boring. <laughs> but I still stuck with school, right? The 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 safe way. Um, but yeah, no, like like I really had that. Like I really thought too. Like I wanted to help bridge like a gap between the Hmong community and the mistrust within you know like Western medicine. Um, you know, and kind of bri- help bridge that. Um, but I realized like maybe that wasn't my calling, mm-hmm. um, and so I had to switch out. On TikTok, I feel like we're seeing like uh, a big number of people quitting their like full-time job, especially <laughs> when they're like nurses, doctors, and um, other professions. And I think people, some people may look down on them to become content creators, but I think what they're really seeing is like what you're saying, like something that they've been wanting to do like their whole life. And now like mm-hmm. there's a platform to do that where I feel like when I see your content, like I can see that you're showing up as your authentic self. And I think that gives other people like us um, like the opportunity to figure out like, oh, maybe I do want to do something different. And I feel like even now, 28 years old, I'm still thinking like, do I want to continue going to school to do that? Like, mm-hmm. is this really what I want? And I think we as a society have to be okay with the unknown and mm-hmm. like just betting on ourselves and going for it. It is the unknown, like being on social media. You never know when a brand wants to, will actually pay you to um, create some content for them. And so you don't, yeah, you're, you're right, Tony, that you don't know like when your next, you know, stream of income is going to come in. Um, and yeah, I think I stayed with medicine for a long time because of that security. I knew what I had to do um um, in order to become a doctor and I knew that it was going to be like a stable job and so I really struggled with that um, and I um, you know talked to my therapist a lot about you know what am I going to do with my life in social media or like even after like when I grow up um, and like you know some other job is like that creates like a bigger platform that we can be on to um, but yeah I just I, I just tried not to think too much about that and you know just um to um, continuously do what like I, I want to do right now and um, you know not not every I just want to say like not everyone has the ability to just like stop their full-time job um, to become a content creator um, I honestly don't even make that much as a content creator right now um, 
you know, um, I, I, that's why I have my part-time job so that I can still keep um, a stream of income coming in. And I also have a partner who's willing to help me. Content creation is great, but I un- definitely understand like it's scary and it is a gamble, but I would not recommend just uh, quitting a full-time job and starting content creation from scratch. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So with your content creation and, and like with you working with brands and stuff like that, mm-hmm. um, is it more so like they just send you stuff to to, to just kind of like help them advertise the market mm-hmm. or or are you like actually like part of like their content creating team mm-hmm. um, and, and, and like essentially like kind of working for them mm-hmm. and creating content for them mm-hmm. um, or is it yeah. a little bit of both or yeah yeah it's it's a little bit of both um it depends on what the brand wants from you sometimes they just send you stuff for free and they just um send it to you in hopes of you posting about it um so that's pr um and then um sometimes they want you to make a video with their products and it those could be like two different types like one is like gifted to collab so they just so your payment pretty much is the item that they give you and the other one is like a paid collab which is um they actually pay you to post about their product right now i'm an area creator so i pretty much am making videos about their products to post on my page but they can also use it on their platform as like advertisements or marketing and stuff like that you know obviously there's that portion then I, I thought like you know maybe like you know for for airy like they're like okay instead of you creating put it on your platform like how about you just come work for us mm-hmm. and just create for our platform mm-hmm. and stuff like that yeah um yeah. so what you're talking about there is called like a ugc creator which, oh, is, okay. which is a user generated content creator pretty much mm-hmm. um you uh, you're creating uh, a video with their products so that they can use it however they like and there is a market for that right now and it is becoming increasingly popular because you know the video looks genuine it looks like you're um, creating a product about something you love but really um, they're just sending you a product so that you can create a video for them to use um, and those videos are priced um at a lower price like you know you don't have to have an, a following you don't ha- you don't even have to show your face you just have to pretty much show like how the product's being used so there's a market for that um i don't do that kind of um content you know i, I want to create videos on products that i i really do like and um i i don't want a brand to own something that i have forever pretty much i don't want a brand to own a video that i that i make forever you know because they'll, they'll make a lot more money <laughs> using my video than you know than i will creating a video for them is there and sorry for asking a lot of questions that's okay I'm just, yeah, I'm yeah. interested um is he there wants like to become a content creator now yeah, that's okay. hey i will i will sell out fast <laughs> <laughs> for, for a bag <laughs> no but um has there been a brand that 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 like has given you you know the bag and, and tell you to do stuff but then they're like but like you can't like mess with uh, these other brands yes yeah and, mm-hmm. like throughout throughout your time working with us that definitely has um happened i have signed a contract like that and that's called exclusivity pretty much i can't work with any of the brand's competitors and um you know essentially you can charge more for that but um, i signed this contract um with a with their brand um, before I even realized that. And also, since I signed with such a big brand for that contract, it was pretty much non-negotiable. Um, but, you know, that was when I was still sort of new to content creating and I didn't really know how to like 
deal with contract negotiations or like you know i didn't know that i could charge more for that i do experience that and that's something you can charge more for so earlier you were talking about your therapist Mm -hmm. um how has your mental health been impacted by content creating if it has yeah i would say like positively and negatively um but i the good outweighs the bad, honestly. So I'm um, starting off with the negative, like, you know, how did it negatively affect my mental health? I would say, you know, it's time consuming. Um, and so I, I realized that I spent a lot of time being like working, like if a brand sends me like a creative brief, I do spend a lot of time to, to work on that, probably more than what they're actually paying me for. Also, like since I'm a perfectionist, you know, it's tough for me when I can't get the results that I want. So it makes me like more self-conscious about like what I'm putting on the internet, you know, is this good enough? But pretty much I just uh, default to just push the content out. It's probably great, (laughs) like at whatever stage it's at. And um, I guess like my anxiety, sometimes it's through the roof dealing with social media, like being on social media and, um, you know, just kind of like knowing that like, the whole world can pretty much see what you're posting and and everyone has an opinion or I mean you know everyone's entitled entitled to their opinion but you know I'm just worried about like just being seen also in like in a vulnerable way mm-hmm. yeah um so it definitely makes me like more cautious about like what I post and what I say and also like I'm still like working through that like working through my anxiety with being on social media it's kind of funny because I was talking to my therapist and I said <laughs> I'm actually pretty scared with like I'm, I'm scared about like what people think of me you know but like I just keep telling myself that you know what I think about myself is what matters and that's why I keep posting. Even though I say that, ironically, I choose to put myself on a platform where everyone it gets to, like, you know, everyone can can see see me, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I was just thinking about that and um, we came to the conclusion that like, you know, I am strong and like that's why I continue to put my content out there and continue to be me. Um, and speaking about the positive like the positives of like my mental health you know I gained a community on social media and like when I get messages from people letting me know like oh you've really you know made me feel more confident about myself because I see um I see you wearing pieces of clothing that I want to wear so you know and and like you look like me and you know looks great on me too you know when people tell me that they that I've helped them feel more confident in their body or that they just are happy that I exist on the platform on this platform you know that brings me a lot of joy and I and it inspires me to post even more yeah and I guess that like I'm touched by these messages and it reminds me of like why I wanted to start the platform anyway like I started posting on TikTok when I was like really insecure about my body and and myself and um, I found ways to make me feel more confident um, in like my outfits and like I wanted to share these tips with others so that's how it went from outfit videos to like style tips and such and like dressing for your body type and I saw that it resonated with many and yeah I'm just I'm just really happy to inspire others to wear clothes to help them feel more confident and yeah clothing has really helped me feel more confident in my body as well what would you say to to the sandy like that was in 2019 or even younger mm-hmm. like who you are now after kind of figuring out you know more about yourself starting on your healing journey accepting uh, uh yourself a lot more mm-hmm. and whatnot and kind of hearing what you're saying like how you know prior to being on it you were you know mm-hmm. um insecure about you know your body and and whatnot and yeah just kind of want to know i would say 
please seek therapy (laughs) 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 because it it will definitely change your life and um you know um i would say like you know you're beautiful just the way you are and um what you think about yourself and how you see yourself is most important um and uh, seeking validation from like men or you know people who you may think are better than you like you know that's not that's not the way to go you know you have to generate your own um validation um but also um you know be open to learning about new things because um, when you limit yourself on um on like you know your judgments or your opinions and you don't explore like what else is out there or like um or like you're not being willing to learn you know you really limit yourself and um it keeps it can keep you at like a unhappy angry state so i would just say like you know be open be curious you know validate yourself your feelings are valid are valid and um yeah just continue to do what you what you think is right and you know you will make mistakes on the way and sometimes you gotta tell yourself to do the hard things um and um being comfortable is what will help you grow a lot of it yeah like a lot of what you say just like pops up things in my head. I'm like, oh, like, I'm, I'm curious about that and, and, and whatnot. That's so. good. Yeah, even, like, as I'm listening to myself answer these questions, I'm like, wow, I actually did grow a lot. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I felt mm-hmm. like, um, like, I didn't really, like, I wouldn't know what to say or, like, mm-hmm. you know, interviews are not something that I like, <laughs> like very much. Yeah. Um, so I'm like, wow, I actually... And, and sometimes I feel like, you know, maybe I don't know about this enough about this topic. Maybe, maybe I don't know enough about myself to even be talking mm-hmm. about these things. But these answers are coming out. And I'm like, <laughs> wow, I'm so shocked. It's all part of the growth. You know? yeah. Next question is, um, when it comes to your platform, what are you most proud of? And what are what are some of your biggest wins or big wins? Yeah. Um, so I'm most proud of the community that um, that is that I have on Instagram. You know, it's it's supportive, um, it's positive, and you know that makes me really happy. Um, so I happily scroll on Instagram and um, hype my followers up, hype other people that I'm following up. I love learning about them as well, um, like their stories. You know, you get a glimpse of what um, their everyday looks like, or um, pretty much what they want to showcase you. But um, you know, it's it's fun when you get to learn about them. Um, some of my big wins. Um, you know, working with a big brand like Airy, like long term, is seen as a big win. But I don't think that's like my big win. I think my big win is when like my followers will tell me like that I've made an impact on them. Um, I've had a follower on Instagram like message me to let me know that like she bought one of the outfits that I posted on TikTok, and she told me um, how she struggled with like body dysmorphia, and she like finally felt confident enough to wear and post a picture for the first time in her life of like. Uh, her wearing like tighter fitted clothing and so that's what I see as a big win it, it's great when like brands can contact me and pay me for the for the videos that I create for them but my big wins are when I get messages from my followers um, letting me know that I've helped them in some way and um, or like just even like asking me some questions and I'd be happy to um, answer them like consult them let them know like what what kind of jeans I recommend or something like that so yeah, talking about your followers, like what do you want others to feel or think when they see your content? Yeah, um, I want them to feel inspired to wear like what they want. I want them, 
to feel cute in their outfits and um, inspire them to get creative with like you know what they wear um, and also like how um, they express themselves on the, on the outside too um, like whether it's through like beauty or like you know changing up your wardrobe because I felt yeah as I said before you know like fashion and clothing has really changed like the way that I see myself um, and it's definitely helped me feel more confident in my body um, and my appearance um, which yeah I which I struggled with a lot um, throughout my whole life pretty much and I, I do still struggle with that today um Sometimes I could just put on a cute outfit and my mood just totally changes and I, I just feel so much better about myself. And um, yeah, I just, I want people to believe that they are beautiful just the, just the way they are. Um, you know, you work with what you have and um, I want them to know that they have a bestie who can help them. And you know, that's me, I'm the bestie. <laughs> yeah. What you said like totally resonates with me. I don't know if I told you this, but I found Sandy on social media. Um, And I don't know if it was on TikTok or um, Instagram where I found you, but I feel like right when I saw you, I was like, oh, this person looks like me because a lot of content creators are skinny white women, Mm -hmm. you know, and yeah, like the outfit's cute, but it's like my body doesn't look like that. I think just seeing you and how you show up as yourself and also share your like your like vulnerability about how you're feeling about your body or like your mental health when you take breaks and stuff like that I'm like that's like allowing us to feel that same way about us or about ourselves so like I totally appreciate you and I feel like you've given me more of an outlet with my outfits as well I don't know about you but growing up I always felt like I dressed the way I thought society wanted me to dress I always felt like I was more of a girly girl but then also the outfits like didn't present who I really felt like I was um, and I've always been into like neutrals and stuff and like I think during 2020s when like pops of color like really went off like with the prints and everything mm-hmm. I deserve to like get creative and like discover more myself too instead of trying to fit in this mold that like other people think I should be I just want to like validate that like you do make us feel that way <laughs> yeah yeah and like whenever like because I remember like we came and picked up the clothes from from, from oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And because I, I was like, wait, wait, like, uh, where are we going and stuff like that? And it's just like, oh, yeah, picking up clothes from, from, from Sandy and all that. And then, you know, uh, Charlotte was telling me, like, yeah, you know, like, I just feel like whatever Sandy wears, like, I feel like I could wear that, too. And also, it's like, it's not made for our body type, yeah. too, which is, like, even harder. I love your one video that you made. I think it was one of your videos that went viral. Yeah, me tearing up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the AS trend? Oh, the Adult Swim oh, yeah, trend. Adult yeah. Swim. From you... Cartoon Network? Adult yeah, Swim? yeah. It was, it was oh, a trend on TikTok where, like, you pretty much just uh, have this, like, bigger transition. Um, but then, anyway, you make a meaningful video, and then at the end, you show, like, the parentheses AS, which is, or a parentheses Adult Swim. And I think yours was, like, you're not supposed to fit into clothes. Clothes are supposed to fit you. And now that's what I always think, you know, like when I'm in the dressing room, I'm like, oh, this doesn't fit me. I'm not going to make myself feel bad that it doesn't fit me. Like maybe I need to go a size up, a size down, or like maybe this just isn't like what I want to wear. It doesn't make me feel good in it, you know? You're going to make me tear up. You're making me tear up right now. (laughs) We don't have tissues. I'm sorry. It's okay. Every time, like, Tony knows this, like, I look in the mirror and I'm like, oh, like, this doesn't fit me. I'm not fitting clothes that, like, fit me three years ago. But it's, like, I've evolved so much in my body and, like, mentally that, like, of course, it's I'm not going to be fitting to the same things that fit, like, the old me, you know? 
That makes me so happy to hear. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like like it's it's really it's it's really cool, and like I'm really glad that Charlotte stumbled upon your content because like when we first started dating, like there was a lot of like uh, like I don't like you know what I'm wearing and stuff like that, and so like for me like I like I like fashion too, um, but just because for me I always think of it as a way to express myself mm-hmm. and just who I am. And plus, also, like, low-key back then, I was like, you know, like, I ain't the hottest dude, so, like, let me just, like, <laughs> let me just, like, you know, like, step it up a little bit, you know, with the clothes a little bit, you know? Let me level my swag so it balances it out, right? You know? And and, 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 and whatnot, so. So, uh, but, but yeah, like, like, like when Michelle and I dated, like, you know, I, you know, she was telling me about, like, how she feels about her clothes, so I was like, hey, like, I don't know, I wear, like, these type of clothes, like, you know, you want to wear, like, these things, but then, you know, I always felt like, Maybe it wasn't really like you yet, mm-hmm. um, and so it was just really great to 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 hear and to see that Charlotte found your content and you, and then I was like, oh yeah, because now you can like pick apart pieces and things like that that you like from Sandy and, and from other potential content creators and whatnot, and then kind of just piece it together and make it your own thing. Yeah, and I think that's why like representation is like so important. And, like, now I'm really intentional about who I follow and, like, what content creators that um, I allow because, it's like, we're on social media so often and, like, what we see is, like, what's reflected into us ourselves, like, mm-hmm. unconsciously, too. Um, but, like, even now, like, when we first, like, when we moved, when we were packing, I found myself, like, holding on to pieces where I'm, like, oh, like, maybe I'll lose weight, though. But now I'm, like, but I don't want to keep holding on to these clothes that don't fit me because it's such a heavy burden, you know? Like... I don't want that mindset anymore where I'm like, okay, I'm just going to buy new clothes that, like, fit me well. Like, fits the person I am today and not who I used to be. Yeah, um, I I definitely resonate with that. Um, I, I struggle with that right now, too. Um, you know, my mom's a big hoarder, and, like, I feel like she passed it down in her jeans for me to be a big hoarder, too. So I've, like, hoarded a lot of my clothes from when I was younger. And, um, you know, Vincent really helped me through thinking about, like, do I really need this shirt from ninth grade? Like, I'm probably, um, you know, am I really going to lose 50 pounds to be 100 pounds again so I can fit into the shirt? No, I'm not going to do that. That's um, crazy. You know, your body makes changes, and, and you continuously styles are coming in and out anyway so like the shirt even if it will come back in style in the future like you probably don't need it now um but there are some pieces that i save um just for just because it brings back like good memories mm-hmm. but like yeah i've definitely let go of, of a lot of my clothes worked through that mentality of like oh i need to save it and you know what if i yeah you know like what you said charlotte like what if i do can i maybe i can lose all this weight to fit back into this outfit yeah so it's definitely been a process to like let go of those kinds of thoughts mm-hmm. yeah because like i like i'd be having this thought too from where i was when i was like still like i feel like energized and creative in what i wear and stuff like that like i was at a different weight you know and so now that i've gained more like i try to fit in, in, in some of those and i'm like damn these are are tight and so like right now like i'm feeling for the very first i don't want to say for the very first time but for the most intense time mm-hmm. insecurity on my on, on my body like i, I like growing up i was was insecure anyways because you know like I, I i never was the six-pack abs guy type of person so i, I was always kind of uh insecure but then now like that like i feel like that i, I am at like my heaviest that that I that I've ever been that, that I can't really fit into some of the clothes that I, I would normally fit into. That now like like 
I'm, I'm, I'm starting to feel that insecurity at a more intense level now. But then, you know, it's just a lot of self-talking through and stuff like that. And really that quote that you that Charlotte said picked up from you that clothes supposed to fit you, not you supposed to fit the clothes. Like that mm-hmm. kind of flipped my mindset a little bit. Yeah, that um, reframe is really helpful. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Like yeah. It, 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 it kind of flipped. So then, like, when we were moving, I was like, Eh, I ain't never gonna fit in this game again. I just threw it in the donation box or whatever. Yeah. And, or, or, or like clothes where I'm just like, I'm probably not even gonna wear this ever. So it makes it a lot easier now. Yeah. And now that like, you know, just kind of going out to, to look at clothes and stuff like that, like it makes it a lot easier for me to mm-hmm. to not be like, okay, well, this shouldn't feel so freaking tight. And I shouldn't feel so damn uncomfortable all the time. Yeah. You know, and, and, and uh, whatnot. And I just have to um, figure out new ways of how to you know make how clothes fit me because a lot of men's clothes is like tall white yeah. skinny guys you know so then whenever I have to buy like you know um, a size big or whatever it is now it's too long or mm-hmm. now it's too big or whatever it is and so paying extra for the for, for the tailoring yeah. you know buying buying a little bigger and, and just, just tailor it down yeah no it, it, it is something that that, that now like I'm more aware of, of things that I feel like oh shoot like I'm now starting to be like more aware of like my insecurities of my body and the way how clothes fit me anymore and probably the reason why I'm just like you know like I'm just not gonna really give into like being creative in that way of, of expressing myself through clothes no more because it's just like my, my shit don't fit no more you know yeah. <laughs> so like just like whatever like I'm just gonna be cozy and just kind of go back to like you know, short sweats and like you know, oversized tee, larger hoodies, whatever. During when it gets cold, and not really put that much thought and effort into it no more. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I, I do feel like that creative side of me, of that creative expression side of me, has died, and to where like you know, like I I don't get excited as excited to go shopping anymore like how I used to. I appreciate you being vulnerable about that because I feel like we hear a lot of women talking about body image, and we don't hear a lot about men. And I I wish more men talked about it because I think it's a universal feeling. Yeah. You know? You know, as you're talking, sorry, I don't mean to no, interrupt. I just want to say, like, you're the first Hmong man I've ever heard talk about their insecurities. Like, especially about their body. Yeah, well, yeah. Because like, I, 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 I mean, I don't know. Like, I just feel like a lot of people just, like, just take it. Yeah, they're like, and, like they're just kind of move on. Yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> just kind of yeah. move on. And, 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 and maybe, like, you know, like, they may have that thought in their head when they're alone or whatever it is yeah. right of, of 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 it but then maybe just not being able to express it because i just feel like that space is not there for them to express it mm-hmm. you know because if i was to express this you know in, in a group of Hmong, Hmong men it's just They'll ridiculed make and make, make, yeah. make fun of it, you know yeah uh, so, so i just feel like it's not safe for other people to to do it right and to express freely and feel safe yeah. um and so like if somebody does i feel like somebody does express it, you know that they're in a way joking about themselves as well too mm-hmm. you know just so that it feels lighter and mm-hmm. more comfortable and it makes other people feel more comfortable in in, in in that space so and and honestly too like in a way like I, I i feel comfortable here expressing to y'all and even though i know this is going to go out right and and be shared but like you know even if i was in, in a room full of men just just men in general like i don't know if i would feel comfortable mm-hmm. expressing this mm-hmm. just yet I think there's also, like, a big shift from, like, just looking good to feeling good. I've noticed mm-hmm. that, like, now I'm very picky, too, about, like, what I wear out. Because if I'm wearing something super tight and I'm not comfortable, the whole time I would not be present. I would just be thinking about, like, oh, my gosh, like, 
this is so tight. I'm not comfortable. I can't breathe, blah, blah. We're like, now I'm like, why do I keep these clothing? And why do you keep wearing these things that like don't make me feel good? Don't make me feel like I can fully express myself. And for Tony, like when he says that's that's his creativity and expressing himself, like it does make me feel a little sad to hear that like you think that that part of you has died. And I hope together we can cultivate that again for you because like when we first started dating that was something that like I really admired about you like you're really like intentional about how um you're dressing and it's not for like um like external validation or like a vain reason it was just like it made you feel really good when you had a good outfit on and I hope that you know you can get back into that place like of course like we say as we gain weight things don't fit again but you know like there will be pieces out there that will make you feel good and I hope we can get there again with you. How do you deal with negativity on social media? To be quite honest, I I don't get a lot of negativity on social media, um, but there are like instances where like some random Instagram profile or random TikTok profile will comment about like, oh, you look ugly in the outfit or like, oh, you you really think that you can wear that kind of outfit or something? comments that are just like supposed to trigger me and like make me upset um so I do get those like here and there but like you know I've come to a point where like I know that they're just trying to trigger me they're just trying to incite a response from me so I just pretty much like block them and um just try to uh, remind myself like this person just pretty much wants attention from me and like I'm gonna give them that attention if I like reply to them because you know in their mind um they believe that what they're saying is like right or like you know they're like projecting their own insecurities too yeah yeah pretty much like you know just because they'd never wear that outfit doesn't mean that it doesn't look good on me (laughs) when I whenever I see a comment that isn't like that isn't like I guess positive um you know, I'll, I'll assess the comment to see, like, you know, are they just being rude or are they just being trying to incite a response from me? Or, like, are they actually trying to be, like, critical mm-hmm. about, like, what I'm posting? Because um, I have made mistakes as a content creator, um, kind of, like, just hopping onto trends that, like, weren't for me or something like that. And, like, you know, when people tell you, like, hey, you know, um, I don't think, I don't really like this vibe of this video. You know, I'll actually... Uh, you know, step back and think about, like, you know, maybe should I really have hopped on that trend? Probably not. Yeah. Yeah. So I'll just delete the video. How do you, like, now, like, deal like deal with that of remaining authentic and true to who you are and what you like and things that you want to post mm-hmm. um, compared to, like, you know, like like you said, like, hopping on trends and, and kind of doing what's, what's, what's hot? Yeah, I think um, for me to, like, stay, like, authentic and true to myself is to make the trend my own, pretty much. Like, for the adult swim trend, you know, it was pretty much anything um, that is, like, catchy or meaningful, like a quote that people like. Um, So I made it into my own, um, you know, regarding, like, wardrobe and how clothes made me feel and, like, how, um, you know, clothes should fit me instead. And so, like, um, yeah, just kind of taking the trends and, like, taking some time to think about how you can make it your own how you can showcase yourself and um, and then putting it out there um yeah just making sure that it's reflecting like who i am and what i believe what advice would you give to someone who wants to start content creating yeah i actually have a lot of advice um you know don't well number one don't be afraid to ask for help when i started when i first started content creating i emailed um and messaged and commented on posts of like 
content creators who I liked. Um, like one, like Frances Lola. I don't know if you know her on Instagram, but she's like a big content creator and she does fashion and beauty. And so I, I messaged her. You should never message me back, but I'm pretty sure it just filtered through her inbox or something. But, um, you know, and then I scaled it down to like, you know, other content creators who were a smaller size. You know, they have um, more capacity to reply back to me. So they um, pretty much um, like Camila Vegas um, and or like I forgot these other platforms, but um, these creators. Oh, yeah. Um, like Diamond, her Instagram is like your coiliness. Um, she like, you know, had time to answer like questions about like, you know, content creation like what it's like what it's like working as a content creator how much to charge and stuff like that and so yeah I just I just reached out to everyone and anyone pretty much um just to ask them questions about like what should I do about this clause in a contract and like I got responses from there so don't be afraid to ask for help because you never know who would be willing to like let you in on like what you should be asking for for like contracts and such and my next tip would be like just keep posting like nobody is nobody thinks that their content is good at the beginning um that's why I was like so surprised that like the video on TikTok went viral like the outfit video because like I didn't even think the video was that great I was just doing it to follow a trend because I thought it was cool and um so yeah you never know what will um catch people's eye what people like um from your content um and like you you don't have to be perfect like you don't have to have like the perfect aesthetic you don't have to live in new york city and and, you know um you can people like to see you for who you are so just post as you are and um yeah and also with like a platform like tiktok you have a better chance of going viral and so yeah just keep posting um i'm every day i'm impressed by like people who post like consistently all the time um you know I was and I'm inspired by that I'm like wow you know they they just keep posting and then later I'll check it back on their page and they're growing and I'm like you know this is awesome you know so just just keep posting um that's kind of like what I'm doing right now I'm just I've stopped worrying so much about the aesthetic of Instagram like especially the feed like you know I'll I'll still follow a structure of like what to post like I'll do like a detail shot and then like a full outfit and I'll just um, go back and forth but like called the colors and stuff like looking all good together um but that really held held me back for a long time about like on like the content that I'm posting so I just kind of let go of that and just, just post what you what you like and you know people will like what you post too you know as, as long as you're you're doing what you like um they want to see that um, do some initial research about it on TikTok. That's where I learned like most of the stuff that I know today, like how to read contracts. What do these, what does whitelisting mean? What does exclusivity means? What does it mean to license your video? And um, in like, um, I've tried Googling these things and pretty much you'll find like people trying to sell their course or like you won't find like real answers about like how to price your stuff. So I pretty much learned from TikTok um, from like other creators being willing to share about like their pricing and like the knowledge that they have to shorten up the, <laughs> the advice. The last one is, um, you know, be willing to learn all the time. 
uh, there's like new ways of editing, there's new ways of structuring your content, new ways of thinking too. It's a continuous learning path, but that means that you always have like new things to post about and like new ways to frame your videos. What are you currently unlearning about content creating and in your everyday life? Um, right now, I'm currently unlearning um, like about content creation, like, you know, like feeling imposter syndrome. I, I That's like, like, even now to me, like calling myself a content creator, that's crazy. <laughs> you know, it took me a long time to even label myself as a content creator because it's a predominantly white space mm-hmm. you know um i i don't fit the typical like skinny body standards um like you know being a size two being white being really tall um having blonde hair blue eyes and i at times i don't feel like i don't belong in this space um because i don't fit these standards and also like you know i didn't come from like a privileged background where and like where like a lot of influence have like their parents doing their influencer taxes or like having people who are lawyers that can read their contracts for them so it's like a lot of learning for me and like because I feel so like set back and I feel like I don't know a lot of these things and I have to start from scratch and learn on my own I feel like I don't belong here like sometimes I feel like I don't belong in this space but like I kind of just like remind myself that I do belong here and like there are people who look like me and like come from similar backgrounds or like are the same size and they are looking for like representation and you know they're looking for someone who like they can identify with in this space and like you know in case they do want to be a content creator or like experiment with fashion or do some beauty like you know there's someone that they can um, see themselves in or like you know they can look up to but yeah I'm still <laughs> unlearning like imposter syndrome but like and like telling myself like you know I yeah I do belong in the space and um you can do this um you know recently um, I went to an influencer event as an influencer, and that was crazy to me. I was like, would they really want me here? Like, are you sure? You know, if she didn't send this email incorrectly to the wrong person. Um, so, you know, that was pretty crazy to me, and I just kept I just kept reminding myself, like, you know, I, I do belong here, and, and they should pay me, you know? <laughs> yeah. You deserve what you ask for. Yeah, yeah. So, like, you know, it's kind of hard to unlearn when, like, all you see on TikTok or Instagram and people getting brand partnerships are a white women. It's, it's definitely hard. Yeah, and definitely, like, you do belong. It's important, you know, because, like, I think everybody, in some ways, people who kind of start off in whatever respective field or if, like, they're, like, just the first ones and whatnot or one of the very first few, like, like I think you do feel like that, you know, because you're, like, everybody else doesn't look like me and the space, you know, d- doesn't feel like it was built for me and stuff like that mm-hmm. but you know I, I i think it's important for you to take your own space but take up the space because mm-hmm. that space is yours you know and uh definitely i'm a big person with like being representation having representation out there so you know you know, you know with you being that like obviously charlotte found you and and you know and you're being that representation and so i i, I think it's, it's important and it goes you know just beyond um the superficial things, you know, I think it has deeper effects, you know, some of which, you know, maybe, you know, the stories haven't been, you know, told yet and haven't been, uh, you know, or haven't reached you yet, you know, but, you know, I, I think with you just being there and being on that platform, I think it trickles down and it goes much deeper than probably what we all think that, that, that it would do. Okay, I'm not going to say name, but, like, describe <laughs> your, your style, your, your swag, your, like, 
your like aesthetic aesthetic yeah yeah, yeah. i would say oh man i have a lot of aesthetics mm-hmm. um i i don't really have one but i would say like you know comfy you know i i think being comfortable in your clothes is important um comfy classy timeless girly uh cute um i would say it's it's a lot of different um yeah sorry i don't really know how to ex- explain it it's, it's just a lot of different aesthetics because um i'm still like experimenting like with like what kind of clothes i like to wear the most um and so that's why when i look at my wardrobe it's kind of hard for me to just kind of categorize myself that's why like i guess that's why like my feed sometimes doesn't match because i will have like some girly clothes here um some, like frilly dresses and then i'll have like you know blazers like mini skirts uh and then the others and then sometimes i'll have like you know cargo pants cargo skirt you know so it doesn't um doesn't really uh there's not just like one aesthetic i yeah i'm still experimenting with like what i like to wear and like it's hard for me to just choose one because i like all of them i think they're all great and you know um all of these aesthetics look great on every body type and so it's kind of hard for me to just choose one and yeah i guess my style is um you know pretty much like whatever looks good on me i'm gonna wear it that's like something with fashion too that we feel like okay we can only have like one aesthetic and that's Mm -hmm. it and i definitely feel like that too but now it's like why can't i like dabble in everything Mm -hmm. it's kind of like music right like i feel like you shouldn't just stick to one genre Mm -hmm. i mean you may like you may have like a favorite genre of like you may listen to more but then i feel like for me like i dabble in quite quite a lot um and so just finding kind of what you like and then kind of putting it together to kind of fit and so Mm -hmm. um yeah I, i I think I think just trying to fit into like that mode of like one thing mm-hmm. has be, kind of become like it feels like it's become outdated a little bit, you know. And mm-hmm. to where like now like people kind of pick certain mm-hmm. things of what they want to wear and, and what they you know don't want to wear and mm-hmm. all that. So and I can yeah. see how like it'd be hard to stay inspired too of like yeah. like dressing yeah. up. Mm-hmm. It's like I only have this one category to pick from, you <laughs> mm-hmm. know? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I think everybody has, like, uh, you know, many passions, many different talents, and, like, um, definitely don't, like, limit yourself on what you want to wear or what you want to do, and, like, pick a random hobby, and, you know, you never know if you'll like it, you know. Um, Some of these clothes that I'm wearing nowadays, like, you know, I I would never thought that I would wear them. Like, I never thought I would wear them because... When I first saw, like, platform sandals, I was like, ew, that's ugly. It looks like you're wearing a brick. And, but now I see it, I'm like, dang, this is hot. I'm like, I want to wear this. This looks amazing. I feel so I feel so cute when I wear it, you know? Um, so, like, yeah, I feel like, you know, um, don't feel like you have to limit yourself to one aesthetic. Um, you never know what will, you know, brighten your mood or, um, yeah, what you like like you'll you'll never know what you really like to wear unless you don't like kind of try everything yeah yeah and i think you like live really true to that just i was just thinking back to like your bio there is no limit to your bio (laughs) i feel like she's into this but she's into that too and like i think that's so amazing because i feel like we just keep thinking like this is the one road this is my lane i want to continue staying it but i think it's so great that like and i don't know if you want to talk about like your mentor um program that you created and then like you're you cla- you sing classical music yeah, and yeah. like all these other things just 
aside from being like a content creator, I think mm-hmm. it's so great to have like those like many layers to us. Yeah. So like when you told me to write a bio, I was like, oh my god, I don't know what to put in this bio. I just I I love so many things. I love to sing. I love to play the guitar and play the piano. I also um, love mentoring students. Um, that this has just been like really fun for me and so it's kind of hard to for me to like niche i'm like are we just talking about content creation should i really include this i don't know um so yeah um talking about the mentor me program so i've always wanted to create that program um right now i'm not currently running it because i i don't have like the capacity but we did run a for one school year um i think it was like 2020 to 2021 and um so I had six students from like Harding High School and also like another high school. I forgot the name. It was like my best friend's like little sister. And um, yeah, so I had six students and I'm pretty much, um, you know, helped them with their uh, college essays. So I paired them with a mentor who, um, you know, um, went to college and um, it was like really willing to help them on their um the common app essay and so the common app essay is like one of the most important essays that you need to write and talks about yourself and like you know um overcoming adversity and like how how you're resilient and like what you know it talks about like who you are as a person so that's really important because that's what the college like is mainly focused on in your app like who are you you know it describes what kind of stuff you've been through and like how you've overcome it and um so like with those six students um we I created this like timeline of like the college, the common app essay needing to be edited and stuff and with, and also created like prompts for their um, mentors and them to go through. And then um, at the end of the school year, all of them went to college, um, which is really awesome. And um, I, I don't want to name drop like colleges, but <laughs> it, I mean, you know, Berkeley, whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, um, that has, that was really fun for me to like, read and also like learn about the students um like who they are what their background is help them and get into higher education um and also like like give back to my community um it's been a project that i've always wanted to do ever since i was in high school and i was inspired by like my counselor uh, mr alexander he like sat me down one day and was like you know you don't live the average life and I was like, what are you talking about? I, I think everything's okay. You know, I have food on the table. I have, like, parents. And, like, I go to I go to school. And then I come home. And he's like, no, the average American is white and middle class. And they don't have the same responsibilities that, as you do. These kids don't have to wake up every day and, like, help their parents, like, you know, help them give insulin to their parents or, like, um, deal with, like, bills or, like, read their mail for them. I was like oh, I guess I, I, I am not the average American. And and so he, like, because, like, in high school, I feel like we didn't talk about, like, our socioeconomic status, what it meant to be, like, not white, <laughs> you know, what it meant to be, like, a person of color. And um, we didn't talk about that at all. I had no idea what he was talking about. But when he told me, like, that, like, you know, I, I don't live the typical American life, I was shocked. <laughs> I was shocked and... Um, and so, like, we incorporated that into, like, our essays so that, like, I can talk about myself and, like, showcase, like, you know, how I've grown and how I am resilient. And so I feel like I recognize that since that wasn't talked about so much in high school, 
and like also that's what like colleges want to hear I wanted to like help other students um in that way and like learning how to talk about themselves um in their common app essays and just showcasing to like colleges like who they are um this i've been in choir ever since like high school did choir up until college and the school came was really hard for me so i just took like voice lessons over there but um you know i I've, I've played a lead in a musical theater called the drowsy chaperone in high school that was super fun um and like i you know, I've I've loved music ever since, and I love singing. And I, when I was younger, I actually wanted to be a singer, um, but you know, that's not. <laughs> my parents discouraged me from that because that's not like a traditional job that they wanted me to do, or like that anybody does. Anyone who's Hmong, um, and so yeah, I I just have so many different passions and like a lot of things that I love to do. And um, you know, uh, right now I'm going one by one on and like focusing it in on like what I want to do and then and then like revisiting dreams that I've had for myself is there any like a message that you want to share with our listeners at all and how could they find you oh yeah um you can find me on tiktok and instagram youtube um like to know it I think that's most platforms at like sandy sprosium Mm -hmm. it's you know my name's sandy and then Sprosium. It's S A N D Y S P R O S I U M. Pretty much on all of the major platforms. Um, and I guess the message that I want to leave is that, you know, don't be afraid to discover yourself and experiment with like new hobbies, new ways of dressing, new ways of expressing yourself. Um, you know, life is a journey and if you continuously like learn new things and um, don't be afraid to um, take up space for yourself because your presence is valid. Yeah. I love that message. Yeah. Thank you so much for being on our podcast. I think your stories are so important and I'm so glad that um, we're able to take part in it of sharing it with other people. I think, um, you know, you're already impacting so many people, but I think you're going to impact even more as you continue your journey and continue expressing yourself and um, figuring out all the different things that you still don't know yet. And I think, like, going back to the unknown, like, I think you're embracing the unknown, like, beautifully and um, definitely giving us the opportunity to discover new paths for ourselves. So, yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, really, really appreciate you being on here. Honestly, just being able to hear your story and to see where you're at you know um how much you've grown mentally and emotionally um but also you know just the stuff that you put out and how authentic you are to just who you are i think that really shows shows through and, and shine through you know and you know like how i keep referring to that. I know that's how charlie can you know was able to connect with you um and for me too like like you know like how i'm able to you know see who see who you are now um like it's it's truly inspiring um, and, and I I think, you know, like, it, whenever I see somebody who's, you know, out there and doing what they really love and, and want to do, like, it always truly inspires me to try to figure out, you know, what that cliff is for me, where mm-hmm. I need to take that risk to jump and just figure out if I can fly or not, you know? <laughs> yes. You know? And so, yeah. So, so yeah, so it's truly inspiring and, and like I, I really appreciate you being on here and thank you so much for you know um, making space for me and also 
um, allowing yourself to like be vulnerable in this space as well. I just want to thank you both so much. And um, this podcast is amazing, guys. Um, you know, listening to it um, while I'm just like doing random stuff in the house. Um, you know, it's it's been really fun being here as well. So thank you both. We really enjoyed hearing your stories. And yeah, we'll have your social media links in our show notes everyone is listening make sure you go follow sandy you'll love her content i promise you thank you all so much for listening and we'll talk to you next time